I yell. I'm like, I'm ready. Push up. Falls again. And I'm like, that's it. That's it. I can't do it. My body's tired. My body's given up. I can't do it. And again, <laughs> just thought of me in bed. Weight of the world crushing on you. Everybody's watching. You, you worked your butt off for this. Can you get up one more time? I do not care if you don't break the record. Can you get up one more time? Mm-hmm. And I got up 10 more times. And that's, that's what broke the record. Welcome back to the number one podcast in Winnipeg, Tool for Rise. Be sure to like, comment, subscribe. One thing we don't really publicize a lot is extended audio on Spotify. So if you want to go check that out, or even any streaming platform in that, Gary, go check that out. And yeah, there might, might be something interesting in this one. You might notice, instead of their plant, yeah. we have a kettlebell here. That's a new. That's, that's, new. A, that's a new uh, addition. <laughs> decoration to our studio. And the reason for that is for our guest. Let's bring on our guest for today. He's a world record holder for lifting an elephant and raising $3,000 for mental health. Please welcome Nolan Dilo. Hey, thanks, guys. I totally butchered that last name. (laughs) It's it's all good. It's all good, man. It's all good. How do you say your last name? Dillion. Dillion. Okay. Okay. Of lion. Is that what it means? That's what it means, yeah. Of lion? That's sick. But that that represents your personality, too. I can see. (laughs) I can see it. It comes through. Oh, you, thanks, thanks. Do you think do you, th- do you believe that it does? Uh, I mean, like when you get to know me, you realize that I'm actually pretty shy. And like, okay, <laughs> but it's it's kind of like I guess, uh, yeah, I, I guess I guess a bit. You know, like when when when's the game time? Mm-hmm. Line comes out, kind of thing. Yeah, mentality. He eh? keeps yeah. the beast locked until <laughs> yeah. it's game time. Yeah, <laughs> that's sick. Let, let's let's talk about how you started, um, and where this journey started. You're a world record holder. Yeah. How did that start? Uh, so essentially like, um, when I was growing up, I, um, I did, I did do a lot of sports. Like my, my background is mixed martial arts. So I do a lot of fighting. Well, I did a lot of fighting. Um, and then I guess, I don't know, like, um, growing up, I wasn't, I wasn't ever the healthiest kid. Okay. So, uh, I remember like distinctly in elementary school and like middle school, people started, you know, picking on me for my weight and like you know, teasing, yeah. like, like kids do. And, yeah. Um, and then it, it kind of got pretty difficult after a little bit because I started kind of identifying with being this person who's unhealthy, chubby. Sure. Like, I didn't feel good about myself. And then uh, in grade nine, I went to Garden City Collegiate. Mm. And then I met up with um, the weight room instructor there. And I, I just kind of asked him, like, can you help me? Because I I have a lot to learn. I, I want to feel better by myself i want to learn how to how to, how to be stronger mm-hmm. um so uh the weight room teacher's name is cole summers he's a i was very blessed to have a great coach he's actually a internationally recognized coach and works at the high school he's uh internationally recognized through strong first they are the uh leaders in kettlebell teaching okay. in the world essentially and uh yeah so that kind of started there i was doing like one lunch hour a week and then two and then three. And then mm-hmm. next, you know, all my lunch hours <laughs> were dedicated to that. I was coming home late cause I was learning technique and um, yeah, it was just very much a, a way for me to kind of escape the fact that I was struggling with 
who I was. I was struggling with my physicality. I was struggling with you know, people teasing me, making fun of me. And mm-hmm. uh, I thought, you know, like if I could come back to the weight room and just have this safe space where I can feel good and feel strong and mm-hmm. learn something, then that was something that was really valuable to me. We're, we're just getting started, and I'm already <laughs> got the chills going. On. <laughs> <laughs> chills going. So we'll, we'll, I guess we'll get to get into your world record eventually. But I want to talk about like you said you in in was this elementary school or yeah. high high school high or school. elementary school? I mean, it was it didn't stop. It didn't stop. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So like it, I mean, I I started noticing it a lot more in like grade four, grade five. Sure, that's when I started gaining weight. And like I just you know like as a kid you don't really know how to how to take care of that you don't know what's good you don't know any the difference between junk food or regular food and you don't really know that exercise is an important thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it started in elementary school. Like there's you know I I I, rem- <laughs> I actually remember getting like in elementary school you had, you know you got cubbies. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. And like I remember in Valentine's Day it was like everybody's giving Valentine's Day cards to everybody, mm-hmm. and then I got one card. And it just said, you're fat. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Wow. And like, I remember, I remember getting that and going home and being like, I, I don't know what to do with this. Everybody else got like heart cards. And then yeah. I just, I didn't, I didn't feel good about myself. Um, and I think part of that was like a perpetual circle of like me trying to feel better about myself, but like always being down on myself, like mm-hmm. always beating myself up about things that really I couldn't control as a, as a kid. And like continuing through middle school, it, uh, it was still there, but like high school, I think was definitely when you know kids start to have opinions and grow personalities, and mm-hmm. they they start looking for how do I get into that popular crowd, yeah. and then they start picking on people yeah. to to make themselves feel better. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, it it kind of never really stopped uh, okay. until until I got out of high school, and then you know I feel like people started growing up a little bit. You know, like, I mean, high school kids, they don't, it's, it's normal, right? Like, it's, it's, yeah. to them. I mean, to them, it's normal. But, like, to the person that's receiving it, it's, like, the worst thing ever. Because all you're trying to do is just go to school, learn, right? Yeah. You're trying to make friends. And that happens to you. How did that affect you mentally? Like, I mean, I mean I'm sure you said you went home and you were struggling, like, this, who am I? Like, why is people bullying me? Because I was bullied when I was a kid, right? Yeah, so, like, this is... Like this is a common story. Like yeah. I, can, I can, I can bet you anybody who's listening here, you you can relate to that. Mm-hmm. You are trying to be yourself, yeah. and everybody around you keeps telling you not to do that. So I think for me, it was very much a the struggle was how do I how do I not be picked on? Like how do I just feel good? How do I how do I be? Oh, okay. So uh, I'm a big fan of Marvel, big yeah. uh, superhero guy. Yes, so like I was like, how do I get that superhero confidence? Like like, when I look at the screen, I see, like, Spider-Man, I see Iron Man, like, <laughs> Captain America killing it, Black Widow, man. Like, just everybody just <laughs> just being confident. Like, yeah. you could, they could tell me anything, and I'd be like, yes, that's, that's right. Yeah. So, like, how do I be that? Um, but the difficult thing was, you know, when you're around people who just who don't want you to be that, yeah. when you're around people who don't want to support that, that's, that's where it was hard. Because you think that you're growing up with people who are wanting the best for you, and then you kind of start realizing that sometimes the friends that you thought you had weren't actually your friends. Mm-hmm. And that takes a little bit of time to figure out. Mm-hmm. So mentally, and emotionally, for me, it was almost a feeling of being lost all the time and just trying to find my way. 
like I wasn't I wasn't trying to be anyone or be anything. I was just just trying to find my way through it and you know get through the day. What was it like starting? Like how how did you get even started? You know, was it just that I wanted to look this way or I wanted to feel this sort of confidence, or was there some sort of external motivation there? Yeah, that's a good question. So uh, I think it, it kind of started off with like so. In high school, my my brother was like my idol, mm-hmm. and uh, he he told me that you know he started working out in the weight room that there was a coach there that was really good, and that I should you know give it a shot. Mm-hmm. So I I you know he's my older brother. I had I believed in him. I I had full confidence in him, but I I really didn't want to start to be honest because I I just kind of thought you know like he's hanging out with all these cool people and like I can't I can't do that. Um, so essentially what I did was the first day of high school, I knew where the weight room was and that was the first thing I did. Cause I kind of thought to myself, like, if I'm scared now, I'm going to be scared more if I wait. So I thought like the scariest thing that I could do was walk into the weight room, go to Mr. Summers, shake his hand and be like, I want to be your student. So then I decided that day, I'm like, I'm going to do that. If I, if I get over that fear now, then I won't have to worry about later. So that was kind of like how that started. Um, and like, I also kind of thought to myself too, like I, I, I was fighting at that point too. And I thought, you know, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world to, to be healthier as a fighter. Like I was, I didn't want to um, be competing and my, my opponents out breathe me, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. So that, that's where it started. Were you, what pulled you specifically towards like, I mean, would you consider this cross lift? I mean, like, <laughs> CrossFit is, uh, I mean, there's, there's different ways of thinking about it. You can think about it as a brand. You can yeah. think of it as a style of workout. I consider this as just moving. Like, I don't, I don't really like uh, categorizing the lifting that I do because then people get all technical. Yeah. They're like, mm. like, oh, you're a CrossFitter. Or like, yeah. You do Spartan races. Or, <laughs> like, I mean, I do, I do what I want to do. I, I want to move. I want to be active. And that's kind of what I do. It was kind of uh, my coach's mentality, to be honest. Uh, Growing up, you like I said, you see these superheroes, you see see all these people on TV, these beautiful people, mm-hmm. and like me, I just <laughs> I see these people and be like, I could I could never be that. Yeah. That's not something I could do. And uh, when I was talking to my coach, uh, he kind of changed the mindset for me. So essentially, what he said is, you can train to look strong, or you can train to be strong, and those are two different types of training. So if you train to look strong, you're training for one thing. You're training for outward appearance. Mm -hmm. But if you're training to be strong, you're not just training your muscles, you're training your mind, you're training your emotional emotional capacity, you're training your whole being to be who you want to be. So I found that when I went into the weight room, there's, you know, of course, a mix of people. There's people who just (laughs) curls for days, you know, like lots of people doing that, lots of people uh, just trying to get the high high reps, trying to get the pump and everything. But I wasn't really interested in that. I was interested in like how do I how do I make me stronger? Mm-hmm. And um it's kind of when I realized like I wasn't really ever training for look or aesthetic or what, you know, these beautiful people on that you see on TV were training for. Mm-hmm. I was this is probably one of the first times I was training for or doing something for me and i think that's something that a lot of people don't realize um 
not even just my story, but, you know, like when you're, like, as I was saying with being bullied and being picked on, you're always trying to please everybody else. You're always trying to fit into that group. And then you finally, when it clicks that you, you have something that you're doing for yourself and only yourself mm. for no other reason than this makes me happy. That's a huge thing. And that's, that's what pulled me to this. Wow. You mentioned like you seeing people on TV, right? And how those are, some pe people think that that's unattainable. I can never be like that. Do you think that's also the reason why people fall into the rut? That sometimes we idolize those people on TV or this is the perfect image or this is the way you should look a little too much? Yeah, I mean, like, so with, um, I mean, we're all students here, mm -hmm. right? So all the students here are watching this, listen to this, like, because it's really important. We are naturally inclined to be hard on ourselves, right? So each and every one of you here, like everybody watching here, you probably have this idea of who you want to be. This idea of what would be the perfect scenario for today. Mm -hmm. And of course it makes it harder when you see everybody else being perfect. Yeah. But what we don't realize all the time is that these people that we think are perfect have their own stories. Mm -hmm. right? They have their own backgrounds. They have things that they've gone through that you can't see. Mm -hmm. And if these perfect people looked at you, they'd be saying the same thing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They would be like, how did how did these guys make a podcast in Winnipeg? That's, that's dope. Yeah. And automatically you kind of attribute that to being like, oh, they're just good at what they do. Sure. But that's not the truth. You are good at what you do, but you're good at what you do because you enjoy it. Yeah. You're good at what you do because you work on it. You're good at what you do because this is who you are. So it does make it difficult. But I think the nice thing about that difficulty is the ability to overcome it by learning about who you are, by appreciating who you are. I mean, nowadays, that's like the toughest thing, right? Everyone's trying to please others before they please themselves. Yeah. Like, starting in high school, I mean, like, man, all you're trying to do is get the girl by doing curls, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> curls for the girls. Curls right? yeah. for the girls. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There you go. But, but you don't understand, like, you're... As you're developing, like, for example, for me, I would always go to the gym in high school, right? I would go for a week. I wouldn't see any changes. Yeah. Right? And then I would stop. Be like, this doesn't work. Mm. What was that like for you? Like, I'm sure for the first month, you you felt different, but physically, I'm not... Uh, did you see any changes or, like... No, not at all. Yeah. You know, so I, like, I actually got... <laughs> first month I was there, I just kind of thought, like, why am I doing this? Yeah. Why am I doing this? Like, right. I, I'm coming in every day and, like, I'm not seeing any changes. And then, like, I actually talked to my coach about it. I said, like, I, I'm i putting in so much effort. I'm here at lunch. I'm here after school, and, like, nothing's changing. And then he said something really small that really changed my perspective on that. He said, what do you mean nothing's changing? What do you mean nothing's changing? I'm like, I, I don't see anything. He's like, well, you're, you're in the waiting room, aren't you? Yeah. I'm like, yes. He's like, well, how long have you been here for? I'm like, an hour. That's an hour more than you were yesterday. That's this week. That's seven hours more than you were last week. Mm -hmm. What what change do you not see? And like, like if we're talking about that, it's 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 difficult to see changes because we're we're us. Yeah, we can't see outside of ourselves sometimes. And like, it's really important to just kind of pull yourself out of the situation and just be like, 
even if I, like, you're not going to break a record in a day. It's all about these little things that you do, you know, like not even, not even go into the weight room, but like put on your, put it on your gym clothes, get in, filling up your water bottle, man. Like if you have the intention to fill up your water bottle, cause you're going to the gym, you're doing something. If you think today, maybe I'll go to the gym. You're doing something. It's everything is a small victory as long as you keep it that way. And I feel like it's really important that everybody takes the opportunity to celebrate the small things because that's ultimately like, that's what your life is. Your life is either tiny victories or tiny setbacks. You don't ever think of somebody's life as one big goal that they accomplished. It's every second of the day you choosing for yourself, choosing to be you and choosing to be happy. And that's, that's kind of what that is. Hey yo, we interrupt this episode to bring you today's sponsor, Skillshare. Skillshare is an online community with thousands of classes in design, business, tech, and more. Anyone can join the millions of the members in the community to learn cutting edge skills, network with peers, and discover new opportunities. If you'd like to support our show and are interested in Skillshare, click the first affiliate link in our description to get your 14-day free trial on us. It's quick, easy, and you can cancel it anytime. Now back to the episode. So you mentioned your coach as being your support system. Yeah. Outside of your coach, what was the other support system like? Did it eventually grow and more and more people were like joining you or was it at times lonely? Uh, it was definitely, I mean, it kind of like, I was, I was usually pretty much a lonely guy. Like I, I, I liked, I wanted friends, but I, I, I could never hold on to meaningful relationships. And, um, that's, you know, me being shy. That was me being a teenager, you know, you, you try your best. Um, but I think it's, it's really odd because the support system that I started having started to grow once I started to admit how vulnerable I actually was. So, you know, you, you kind of grew up, like, at least I grew up thinking that you always had to be tough. You always had to, you know, don't show your emotions, just ride it out, work hard, put your head to the ground and get it done. But that's a, that's a really lonely way to live, man. Like you, you're working so hard all the time that you're not looking forward. And when I finally admitted that to myself, I, I remember I was talking to a couple of friends and I, I was being like, you know, I, I don't know how I feel about my life currently. And being open about it really helped other people open up. And slowly but surely, the support network grew. Okay. How important was that small victories? Uh, you, you mentioned that before, like celebrating those small wins even like thinking about going to the gym, right? You mentioned that. Yeah. Like, how important are those in our daily lives for like someone just starting something? Well, this is the most, I think most relatable thing that we can talk about is why that's important now in the era of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like we have lockdowns, U of M students, you're on strike. Yeah. <laughs> we don't, we don't really know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Every day is filled with uncertainty every day is we don't know so little victories really help to ground you and also make you feel like you were able to do something today even if it wasn't a big thing you were able to do something today so actually like talking about like doing stuff the whole idea for this record the the turkish get-ups was actually when i was uh 
I had I had just come back from a I was doing research in Belgium, uh, pediatric research in Belgium, and then COVID hit and I was shipped back home. So I I lost my research project. I was unemployed. I was no longer a student, and I didn't know what to do with my life. I was laying in bed and I was like, I just don't want to do anything today. The world's on fire. Yeah. <laughs> We're in the middle of a pandemic. Everything's locked down. Like, what what can I do? And then in my head, I was like, well, you can get out of bed. You can get out of bed. Mm-hmm. If that's the only thing you do today, you can get up. And that was probably the most powerful thing I could have said to myself at that moment. If you can get up one more time, whether that be getting up, being physically getting up out of bed, mm-hmm. getting up meaning... I'm going to get up to fill my water bottle to go to the weight room. Getting up being, I'm going to grab my pencil so I can study. If you can do that, you can do anything. And holding on to that in an era of instability, holding on to that in an era of not knowing is so, so important. Uh, we read a we read an Instagram post. You want me to pull it up yeah, for you? Yeah. <laughs> um, about exactly what you said. And we were talking about this before. If you want to read it, it's right there. I kind of want to read it to you. Yeah. And I want to get deeper sure in terms yeah of let's go so this was on your instagram we'll put a picture up if anybody wants to see it but this is what you said you said i remember a moment last year in in the heart of pandemic where i didn't want to get up i was laying in bed not ready to bear the weight of the world's grief the uncertainty of the future and the isolation from friends and family so i closed my eyes and said quietly to myself if i can get up just this one more time everything will be okay the turkish get up is a symbolic for getting up over and over again, no matter how heavy the burden is, if you can convince yourself to take one step to get back up, even in the hardest of times, everything else will fall into place. Be resilient. Be strong. You can do this. Yeah. We read this last night, and yeah. we both had chills <laughs> through our body. Explain more about that. Sure. So uh, let's, uh, let's get a little deeper now. So uh, it's behind the scenes <laughs> of the world record. So... Um, this whole thing I did was, was for mental health. This was never about a world record. This was never about that. This was more for me to open up the conversation. Mm-hmm. And this year was just the year that I decided to do it. So when, when I finished high school, I, uh, I'm I, like you, I was pre-med yeah. gunning for medicine. This yeah. is something I wanted to do. So you get into first year university and you're with the smartest people ever here racing for grades you're trying to do your best you know you're just you're cramming every night and yeah, yeah, i can really you get, it, you get <laughs> it right so me first year university i was i was hyped i was like let's go let's do this i got this i i felt it you know i was mm-hmm. i got the weight room i know how to use weights now like i i had i mean i was getting in better shape uh i was feeling more confident in myself and then first year university my grandpa passes away and that's followed by over the course of four more years, 12 other deaths. So in total, I had to live through 12 people that I cared about, well, 13 people in total, passing away. You can imagine what that's like to go through that while trying to be competitive, trying to be yeah. a competitive student, trying to keep your grades up. And you know, there's, there's a moment where the only thing that I could describe that as was it was like I was drowning my grandpa was like my best friend and that was just a domino effect with everybody else 
and passed away. So every time I felt like I had my footing, I kept slipping. I kept feeling I was reaching for something that wasn't there. And there was moments during that period where I just, I didn't, I was so depressed. I didn't even know who I was anymore. I, I was no longer the person that I, that I knew. There was moments where I would be looking into the mirror and being like, I don't, I don't recognize this person. And the tremendous amount of sadness I was feeling was so heavy because I didn't think anybody really understood. I would go to school. I would study. I'd keep my head down, write the exams, go back home. My friends were too busy, and, like, that's fine. They were busy with their studying, but I was, I was alone too. I was caring a lot. There was a lot of grief on my shoulders that I didn't know how to deal with. And throughout all of those years, every single morning, I would say, I can get up today. Everything's going to be okay. And that's, that's all I could hold on to. Mm. If I can get up one more time, everything's going to be okay. Even when I didn't want to. There were days where I was in bed, and I'm like, I'm going to skip school today. I, my, my whole career is done. I, I don't think I can make it. But I knew that I didn't really believe that. I didn't want to believe that. I didn't want to believe that the weight of the world could keep me laying down and submitting to the grief. Mm -hmm. I wanted to believe that the world is better than I knew. And the only way to see it was to get up. So when I wrote that, that was not just that day when I came back from Belgium and I was in quarantine. Mm -hmm. That sentence was something that got me out of bed for six years. Six years. And me being honest about that is it's kind of crazy to think that, you know, that was that was just that was the battle every day to get out of bed. So I think that's why I wanted to to do this because I know I'm not the only one like this. Yeah. I'm not the only one who has gone through something like this where you don't want to get up. Mm-hmm. You don't have any hope. You don't have any faith for anything. <laughs> you can do it. You just have to try. <laughs> wow. Like, you know, people, like, you won't, people fight demons every day. Like, demons and, like, getting out of bed, even talking to a friend. Nowadays, you mentioned that Especially there's this whole, like, image and stereotype that men have to be strong. You know? Yeah. Men have to be tough. They have to be, you have to hold emotions. What do you have to say to that? Really simple answer. Um, I cry a lot. Yeah. I cry. You all see the ending of Toy Story 3? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't cry after that, man, you guys have you, are. Have you seen Lion King? The oh, oh, man. Oh, bro. So man. <laughs> Long live the king. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I couldn't make it through that one. No, <laughs> no, no, no. But, like, here's, I guess it's just some food for thought. So, like, I, I grew up with the idea that to be strong, you have to be emotionless. You have to be unmovable. You yeah. have to be this titan that would never be 
interrupted that would never be stopped. You do what you do and nobody can stop you. To an extent, that's true. But what happens when you run out of gas? Mm -hmm. What happens when you can't be this titan? What happens when you're the guy in bed trying to get up? Right? There's something that I learned is even stronger than not showing your emotions. And that's finding strength in vulnerability. That's being open about how you're feeling. Because at that point, you've done everything that you can. You tell people, look, I'm, I'm not okay. Mm. And that's fine. It's okay not to be okay. Yeah. It's okay to be sad. It's okay to be struggling. But now that you've told people, that's where the whole support network comes in. Mm -hmm. That's where the growth happens. Because if people don't know that you're struggling, then how do you grow? How do you get stronger? So, yes, it's, it is strong to not show your emotions, but I think it's even stronger to know when to ask for help, mm -hmm. when to be honest with yourself that things aren't okay. And that kind of strength is just admirable. It's very hard to achieve, though. Definitely. Very hard, especially when we live in a world where, you know, Instagram's a highlight reel. Everyone's posting about, oh, look at my outfit. I'm, yeah. this is, I look at my makeup, look at this, look at, yeah. I'm on a private jet right now. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm actually not, funny thing that you mentioned Instagram, because, like, I, I do not like being on Instagram. <laughs> so, the, the, the whole Instagram presence that I have um, is, was just for that, for, just for the record, just to, just to, advertise mental health and bring people to the cause mm -hmm. if you had looked at my instagram page beforehand there's i delete everything within a day and i usually post just to my friends going public on instagram was like the scariest thing ever mm -hmm. for me i course, i remember yeah. i made like i made a business account and i was like breathing deep and i was like you can do this it's all good yeah. mm -hmm. and like every post that i made was just like you know you go through your mind like is this good enough like people are people gonna be interested in this like yeah. How do I, how do I look better? Like, how do I make this better? But like, I guess part of the whole reason that we have Instagram is to, you know, share with people. So why not share our vulnerable parts? Why not share the fact that today wasn't a great day, but that's all right. Yeah, it's a highlight reel. A lot of people talk about everything that they're good at. Mm -hmm. But it, once again, look at, look at the person on the social media page and remember that behind that page is a person with a story that is very similar to yours. Mm -hmm. And especially with the influencers and you know all of these things, like, yes, they show they something show beautiful. Mm -hmm. They show something beautiful. But they're just like you. Mm -hmm. Everybody, every human is wanting connection, is wanting love, is wanting to be respected and wanting to feel like they're connected with each other. And the way that we do that is by being vulnerable. We interrupt this episode to bring you another sponsor. If you've ever considered building a website, you've probably definitely heard of Squarespace. Squarespace is an online website web designer that allows you to create your website from scratch using a wide range of templates. If you want to build an e-commerce site, a small business, Squarespace got it all. Click the affiliate link in our description to start building your website today. You'll be helping out the show and also creating a killer website to flex on your peers. Now back to the episode. All these moments talking about you know it seems like this world record is just a symbolization for what you have been through is that correct to say yeah pretty much mm -hmm. i think so um 
like like I said in that post, it was carrying a weight over and over, mm-hmm. feeling like you can't do it, but still doing it. Mm-hmm. Was it? I think you guys did like a you guys did a podcast on Goggins, right? Yeah, stay hard mentality. Yeah, stay kind of hard. Thing? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of like that. Um, but I think just more emphasis on the fact that like there is an emotional resilience there. You know, like the weight that I carried was physical, mm-hmm. but the weights that everybody else is carrying, they don't have to be. Yeah. What do you have to say to that? Like, I know, like, the whole, like, David Goggins is one of the guys that I definitely look up to and, like, you yeah. know, like, definitely want to achieve what he's achieved in his life in terms of being so strong that, like, nothing can affect him. Yeah. What do you have to say to that mentality? Like, how do you achieve that, like, for someone who's trying to strive towards that? Well, the truth is that, you know, he he has this thing where, like, nothing can affect him. But the truth is, if you read, like, his books, yeah, everything is affecting okay. him. Yeah. Everything is, everything is him fighting, right? And I guess, you know, like, that is definitely very admirable. That's something that I would love to work towards. Yeah. And I think, really, the only way to work towards that is, again, small victories. You can't expect to, I mean, unless you're Goggins run an ultra marathon in, like <laughs> in a few weeks. Yeah, yeah. Like it's, it's the little victories, right? Yeah. Like maybe you can do that. That's great. But most, most people can't. And that's fine too. The idea is that you take the time to celebrate the little things that you can do today, because that's only going to be what makes you stronger later on. You mentioned these little victories and I, I do agree with it to a certain point, mm-hmm. but I find myself sometimes, you know, doing something, let's say studying, right? I'll be like, I'll study for uh, an hour, right? Yep. And I'm like, I'm going to take a little victory by spending five minutes on my phone. Yeah. That five minutes is usually not five minutes. That five minutes goes to 30 minutes. That five minutes goes to an hour. Yeah. How do you get back to that? It takes a lot of effort, me personally, to be like, okay, now it's now it's time to chill out. You know, I've, I've spent a lot, but... I'm enjoying my phone so much yeah. or I'm enjoying this candy bar so much yeah. after working out that the next candy bar seems even better than the last one. Yeah. So how do I, how do I, or how do people get back to, well, I guess the best way for me to put it is, well, how are you going to define your victory? Mm-hmm. What is victory to you? What is achievement to you? Yeah. What does that mean? Is achievement to you spending time on your phone? That's if it is, that's great. Yeah. That's great. You know, do that. But if your achievement is, I want to get this amount of studying done, Mm -hmm. then get that done and celebrate that. Instead of celebrating, like, you know, it's it's easy to to fall in the, oh, I did one hour of work. Let's (laughs) Netflix for five hours. You know, like, (laughs) like, I've done that. Let's let's be honest. Like, that happens. Uh So not only defining what your story and what your success is going to be, but also not beating yourself up about it. So, like, that's the other side of the coin. You know, everybody thinks about achievement, achievement, achievement. Like, let's get better. Let's keep doing. Yeah. But nobody really talks about, hey, I messed up. That's okay. So, oh, geez, I went on a five-hour Netflix binge. I watched Tiger King. Like, that's... <laughs> Great show. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't watch it yet. I didn't watch it yet. So I watched Squid Games, though. That one oh, was like... Oh, that was deadly. Yeah. Man. Anyways, yeah, like, Good. a lot of people talk about the achievements. A lot of people beat themselves up after not being able to stay on, stay on track. And that makes it harder to stay on track. You know, like if you're on your phone, for example, just personal question. Yeah. 
you studied for an hour mm-hmm. and then you're on your phone for an hour. How do you feel? Feel great. <laughs> Two hours on your phone. How do you feel? In the moment, right then, yeah. when I'm on my phone, I feel great. Even if I, I could go five hours on my phone, I'll feel great throughout the whole time. Okay. The only time it hurts is that night. Okay. Right? So that night, wh- it, what, are you, what are you thinking that night? It's like, damn. I look at the time. I'm like, okay, I stopped studying, let's say, 2 o'clock. Yeah. It's 6 o'clock. And I look at the time. I'm like, damn, what did I do for those four hours? So what do you say to yourself there? <laughs> Tomorrow's going to be better. Tomorrow's going to be better. But most of the time, you know, I, I can try. I can do it. And yeah. sometimes it'll go for like a week, yeah. you know, or a day. Or, you know, it'll be an extended period of time. But I always sometimes find myself right back into that loop, that yeah. constant loop of like, okay, I've had a solid run for a week. Now these next ten days are the same where I was from the beginning. Yeah. Well, here's here's something like I don't. You can take or leave my advice, whatever. No. I'll, yeah. But you know, you said like tomorrow is gonna be better. Mm-hmm. Before you say that, you should say, "Hey, man, today wasn't what I expected." Yeah. That's fine. Today was just today. Mm-hmm. That's okay. What do I want to do tomorrow? Is tomorrow going to be better? Is it going to be the same day? Or is it going to be my day? Yeah. What is my day tomorrow going to look like? Who am I going to be tomorrow? Am I going to be somebody who's on my phone? Or am I going to be somebody who I want to be? Sure. And forgive yourself for what you did. And then be yourself tomorrow. It's easier said than done. I I agree with it too, but if I forgive myself, right back where I started, you know, sometimes I like being hard on myself and be like, you know, you don't deserve a a vacation. That's that's where the balance comes. You don't deserve this anymore. Yeah, that's where the balance comes. Like, like, man, you should hear hear me talk to myself. Like, Uh when I was doing the get ups, I was like, come on, like, let's go. You can't do it. Like, I was, I was talking so much smack to myself. Yeah, but. That's where you got to find the balance, right? Mm-hmm. You got to know how to talk to you. Like, I could talk to you for hours, yeah. but the only person who knows how to talk to you is you. Yeah, of course. So have a conversation with yourself. Ask yourself, like, what do I need? Do I need to push myself more? Do I need to pull back? Do I need to, is it a mental health day? Is this an emotional day? Or is this a grind to the wall day? Mm-hmm. And again, let me emphasize, little victories doesn't just mean, you know, like I, I did say, like, you know, getting out of bed, right. drinking water. A little victory means, could mean, hey, like, I did this, I used this evening for studying. Yeah. I used this evening to do this. Let's celebrate that by being happy that I actually did that. Mm-hmm. And then recognizing that if you could do that, you could do it another day. You could also, and this is just getting into study techniques now, like, you could also, like, not have to study for six hours. You could study for 30 minutes here, 30 yeah. minutes there, split it up, and let that be small victories. Because it's the same way as like weight training. I'm not going to be in the gym for eight hours lifting this weight. Forget that. I'll do it for 30 minutes, take a break. Another 30 minutes, take a break. Take your time to do these things. Be involved with yourself. And there's always, there's always this sense of rushing, I feel. There's always a sense of, I need to get this done. I need to get this done. I need to get this done. Mm-hmm. You have time. Take that time to do it. Everyone's trying to find this like success, you know, like whether it's like, you name it, like, for me, like, everyone's success from Instagram or TikTok nowadays is, like, oh, my $23 million clip, I want to be riding a Lamborghini, yeah, all that stuff, right? And then when you don't get it, you're living in a guy like Winnipeg, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who's got snow for six months. Yeah, yeah. 
it affects you mentally, right? Like even for example, like being hard on myself, like let's say if I don't get that like 4.0 GPA in mm-hmm. school, mm-hmm. I beat myself up about it because I know I could do better. Yeah. What do you have to say to that? Like, you know, you could do better, but it doesn't happen. Yeah, I mean, that was my whole undergrad, man. Yeah. That was all of my studying. I just kept beating myself up. And there's there's something that I learned um, that actually really helped me. So um, it was called, it was like actually having a conversation with yourself, right? Mm-hmm. So let's say that you're having a conversation with yourself. You had gotten, I don't know, a B plus. Yeah. And you thought you could you can get an A. Yeah. A lot of times you're you're being hard mm-hmm. and you're like, man, like what are you doing? Like you could have done better. You could have done better. Mm-hmm. So that's the conversation you have with yourself. Now, this is you. Imagine eight year old you. Yeah. You as a kid. Yeah. What are you gonna say to him? Tell me, what are you gonna say to him? I'm I would I would I would say like you've come a long way. Like you know like from where you were at eight years old and where you are now, you've gone through stuff. But, like, I'm proud of you for going through that stuff, right? So, like, for me, I would just, that eight-year-old would be yelling at me currently and be like, you could do better. <laughs> like, I know you could do better because I know I can, right? Yeah. Like, there's always that, like, that. yeah, that's what I would say. Like, yeah, it would actually would be the eight-year-old yelling at me currently and be like, you should have done better. Well, there, like, I mean, you have the conversation with yourself saying that you've gone through a lot of things that yeah. you should be proud of and your eight-year-old self, the child in you saying, you can do better. Yeah. Maybe your child's mad at you. Yeah. <laughs> but they also know that you could do better. Yeah. That's just you talking to yourself, man. That's just you saying, this is possible, right? It's really easy to get in that negative feedback of like getting upset at yourself. And sometimes it helps, but you have to know when to pull back and when to not get upset and to just actually be okay with it. Because we can't change what happened. Mm-hmm. I couldn't change the fact that 13 people died. Mm-hmm. But I could change the way I looked at it. So a lot of people that I know, like, uh, so um, I'm, I got into medicine, right? Yeah. A lot of people that I know said, who didn't get in, were like, man, like, what am I going to do with my life? Yeah. I, c- I could have done better. I should have studied more. Mm-hmm. I should have done this. I should have done that. Well, you didn't. That's fine. What happens now? What can we do now? How do we move forward? And how do we move forward without you killing yourself over these things? Because the deeper you dig that hole, the harder it is to get out of. Mm -hmm. So just give yourself a hand. Be gentle with yourself. That's fine. Um, a lot of crying. <laughs> it's, honestly, it was uh, it was very hard, very very hard to 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 get over that. I I uh, I actually needed for me, I needed to admit that I needed help. That was the biggest biggest thing. So like when, you know, yeah, I, I essentially had my funeral clothes clothes ready in my closet because there's a point where I'm like, who's who is it this month, you know? Yeah. And the hardest thing was me saying like I. I need help. I can't, I can't do this on my own. Mm-hmm. So I actually, I reached out to my professors and I was like, hey guys, like I, I can't write these down. I can't do it. I told them and they were super supportive. I, I went to see the counselor. I was like, hey, I, 
I need to talk about this. Supportive. So, yeah, like to answer your question, how did I get over it was first admitting that I needed help and second was being vulnerable. Those were the two things that really got me through it. I want to dive into, like, as Robin mentioned, I'm sure there's so much more to that world record yeah. before leading up and drawing. Yeah. What was that mental state for you when you were doing that? When I was doing it? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, uh, even before or like even before, before like throughout like I'm, I'm sure like for me when i'm like for example I, I play soccer but i'm injured right now okay like so when i'm on my rehab i'm just constantly thinking about being on the pitch and be yeah. like what i can what i what i can do yeah i'm sure for everything and when i'm on the pitch or something i'm training like for example running it's all a mental game yeah when i'm thinking about that is like it clears my head and lets me think right yeah was that the same for you when you were doing that world record yeah, are you? Do you want to talk about during the world record or like, like leading just, up to just it? Anything, like anything. yeah. Well, like start to finish. Start to finish. All right, man. We, so. we already started the conversation saying like, hey, it was, it was saying you can get up again. Yeah. Let's start from there. Sure. So, uh, yeah. So the the training for it, when I was training for it, it was actually kind of like my my escape from the world kind of thing. It was like. So working out is like my vacation every day. Like yeah. when I work out, it's like, don't bother me. I got my, my earbuds in. Like <laughs> I got two hours to myself or an hour to myself that day. And like, don't bother me. Uh -huh. um, so for me, uh, first off, like the getting up was a very therapeutic thing, especially through the pandemic. Cause like, I didn't really know what was going to happen. Yeah. Where anything was going. So legitimately it was literally me doing get ups for like an hour, two hours, three hours. And just being like, get up, get up. Every time, one more, one more, just a repetitive kind of thing. And you kind of get into this rhythm of like, get into the flow area. Um, it was drastically different the day of, and I'll, I'll explain that if you don't mind. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I want to know. <laughs> so <coughs> this is, um. okay, I should probably preface this with something. This is my, this is my third world record. So I have two other world records on weightlifting. I did those in 2017. So I've I I have been able to be under pressure before. Mm -hmm. Um the difference between those world records and this one was that those ones I was calm going into it. Okay. This one I was not. So when I did this one, I uh, I got to the gym early to fix everything up like I like I already like I already said I didn't like the whole Instagram thing so like mm -hmm. me posting every hour before this event was really stressful. Then I get to the gym and I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't have my keys to the gym, oh, so right. I had to I had to go pick up keys from my coworker, yeah. open the gym. So I was like 30 minutes late. I'm setting up the tables and stuff, uh, setting up the cameras, checking the lighting, and like my fiance at the time, like my fiance was really. Not at the time, we're still fiancés. <laughs> but she was she was also being really great with helping set up. Um, and essentially, like, 30 minutes before the event, the judges came, and I had to explain things to them. I had to get everything going. Yeah, that's yeah. me. Pull it up. <laughs> um, I had to explain everything. I had to go through things. And, like, all of a sudden, I noticed. I'm like, oh, man, it's 10 minutes to start time. I didn't even warm up. Number one, I didn't warm up. I'm like, I didn't. Did I drink water in the past hour? I don't. I don't remember. Nothing's yeah. going to plan. Nothing's going to plan. Like uh -huh. I like people were coming in on time, but like they were coming at staggered times. People yeah. wanted to talk, 
And like, this was a Guinness event. So I wanted to make sure everybody knew exactly what was happening. Cause like, I'm not doing that again. <laughs> like, I can't, I can't be like, all right, take two. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I wanted to make sure it was perfect. And like, this is at the moment where I started beating myself up. Like you were talking about. Mm-hmm. This is where I was like, oh, man, I could have done this better. Yeah. I could have planned this better. Everything was going wrong. And then I'm like, people, then, then we started the live stream because I had to start at a time. And I'm like, people are waiting. People are watching. Yeah. People want this to happen. And I'm like freaking out at this point. Yeah. And I didn't, number one, I didn't want to let people down. I didn't want to let the judges down. I didn't want to let myself down. Um, so before I started doing the get-ups, there's like a three-minute section where I'm just sitting there trying to breathe, trying to calm down. But reality is I was panicking for 40 minutes. So this is an hour-long event. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That first 40 minutes was me panicking. Well, 30 minutes of panicking. After 30 minutes, I was like, I can't do this. I, I can't do this anymore. Uh-huh. Yeah. I was freaking out, man. Like, nobody knew that. And also, sorry, a couple other things that went wrong. I want to <laughs> I want to dive into this because you don't know what was going through my head. Yeah, so no. uh, thing number one, um, I got new earbuds. Because my old earbuds were not working. Yeah, I wanted yeah. to listen to music, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I got ambient sound on my earbuds, right? So I was like, yeah. oh, man. Like, I can, I can hear the crowd. I can tell. They can tell me when the time is going. Because I wanted to know every 20 seconds. So I can kind of have the repetitions on time. Mm-hmm. Ambient mode glitched out on me a little bit. So it was <sighs> echoing. Oh, okay. So I would hear them count down twice. Yeah. And I didn't know which one was the right one. Sure. So then I thought, okay, I'll just look at the, I'll just look at the clock. Not wearing my glasses. I can't see the <laughs> clock. So nothing is going right. <laughs> this is the first like three wow. minutes, right, yeah. of the attempt. And I'm like, I, I got to pull the plug. And I'm like, no, people are watching. You got to keep going. Yeah. So I'm going and I'm going. And it's, it is so stressful. It's so stressful because I do not want to give up. I, I, I started this. I can't stop. I can't stop till the hour is done. Yeah. 30 minutes in, man, I was writing an apology speech in my head. So like I had trained, I had trained for this. Yeah. I did fifty-seven minutes before, and that was that was no problem. Yeah. But at thirty minutes here, I was in my head. I was writing an apology speech. I was like, "Sorry guys, uh, like I'm really tired. Oh, no. I can't do this. Like it's 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 not working." And then I started beating myself up. Uh-huh. You know how you guys were saying like you just just get tear into yourself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I was tearing. Into, I'm like, dude, what are you doing, man? Like, why'd you even do this? You messed up the setup. You messed up. Like you trained for a year. This is what you trained for, and you're messing it up. And then I just kind of thought to myself, you have 30 minutes left. Do you want to take these 30 minutes and be upset at yourself? Or do you want to take these 30 minutes and finish what you started? You can be angry about everything that happened and let your whole year that you worked for go to waste. Or you can owe it to yourself to finish. So after the 35-minute mark, it's back in the zone. Back in the zone. There, I, I honestly don't even remember, man. Like, it's, it's, it's weird because, you know, like, when you see the movies, they're like, yeah. I just lost it. I don't remember what happened. Yeah, yeah. I, I have no idea what, what happened. Like, I was watching the video again, and I'm like, did I say that? I don't remember. It's <laughs> like, I was hearing the comments, and I'm like, I don't remember these people. Yeah. Nothing. I don't remember anything. Yeah. Um, and then at the... I think it was the 55 minute mark, 55 minute mark. I dropped the bell. 
I don't know if you guys saw it, but the bell dropped. So I was. We'll see it here. (laughs) So yeah, so like I'm, I'm there and I'm I'm in the zone, Uh and my arm gives out, just drops, and got nothing, no energy in it, and I was scared because that never happened in training. Yeah, I've trained for a year. I've never dropped the bell, Mm. and I'm like, oh my gosh, what what happened? Phased out of it, and I'm like, okay, that was just a fluke, whatever. Turn on to my other side. I yell, I'm like, I'm ready. Push up, falls again. And I'm like, that's it. That's it. I can't do it. My body's tired. My body's given up. I can't do it. And again, <laughs> just thought of me in bed. Weight of the world crushing on you. Everybody's watching. You, you worked your butt off for this. Can you get up? I do not care if you don't break the record. Can you get up one more time? Mm -hmm. And I got up 10 more times. And that's, that's what broke the record. Yeah. I remember looking, uh, like I I watched the end of it and uh, like, I think right before they were trying to like um, your last couple reps or whatever, Yeah, you could just see you're just pushing like, Oh yeah. I I don't know what was going through your head at that point, but. Oh, uh, just like <laughs> visually looking at it, it was like this man's struggling, but he's gonna do it. Or yeah, you know, I actually started cramping up. I think uh, towards the end or two, I had a massive like uh, hamstring cramp and like a calf cramp, and like I said, I hadn't had enough water that day. Yeah, so that's probably what that was. The floor was actually also getting slippery too because I was sweating. Yeah. So like things were different, and like I was, I was legitimately struggling at the end there. Mm-hmm. It was like I was not expecting it to be that hard. Because I, I had done done, done it before. Mm-hmm. But the added pressure of everybody watching and all that stuff and like really thinking about why I was doing it. Because again, this was never about this. This was never about lifting weights. If I could show I remember there's somebody who yelled out actually, this is one thing I remember somebody yelled out. Mm-hmm. They said, You're gonna you're a big inspiration to a lot of kids right now. And you know, keeping that to me, like Showing that, like, even though I'm struggling, yeah, I want to give up. I want to give up. I want to put the bells down and just say, that's enough. But knowing that you are capable uh, for more than you think you are, you are capable of getting back up, and you are capable of pushing yourself and being strong about it. So I'm not going to lie. That was, that was difficult. But I wouldn't have changed it. Yeah. You'd be scared. You did this for mental health, right? I did. Yeah. 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 So... Yeah, I raised uh, there. I dropped it, <laughs> <laughs> so I am I am dying there. Okay, I want to see this one. Okay, um, but you yeah. got back up. Yeah, you got right yeah. back up. So yeah, if you go back there, you'll see it. I think on my my left side, I drop it. Like look at like yeah, bro, no, you're you're struggling, <laughs> man. I'm struggling. Like this is this was hard. This was hard. Have you um, watched this back? I yeah, I did watch it. Uh-huh. Um, there. Ouch. So I dropped it. Everybody's worried because they thought I broke my ribs there because it fell on my chest. Yeah. That's that's 32 kilos on my chest. Uh-huh. So like here, I'm like panicking because I'm like, I threw out my earbuds because I'm like, I can't concentrate. And then I'm trying to breathe. I'm trying to relax. I take a little bit of time. <laughs> 55 I'm like, minutes. I'm getting like anxious watching this because I, I knew what this felt like. I'm getting anxious watching it too. I'm here, I'm like, I'm, I'm ready. 
I can do this. I'm talking myself up. Like, you can get up. You can get up. You got this. Bell's going to come up. And that's, that's where I thought I was done. Yeah. I couldn't do it anymore. And I, I was definitely at that point where I'm just like, I, 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 I don't think I can break this record. But, but you, you go right back to lying down. Yep. You go right back to it. Yep. Because at this point, I know there's more than this. This yeah. is more than lifting weights. I have people watching me. I have people being inspired. I have people counting on me to show them that it's possible to get back up. There are people who are struggling, who are watching this, mm-hmm. hoping that I'll get back up. And I want to be that person to show that that is possible. And the next one, he does it. Look at that. Bro, that's in, if that's not inspirational, I don't know what <laughs> is. <laughs> what on earth? Yo. That's crazy. And yeah. then you and you break the record. And I break the record. Right? Yeah. What was it, 180-something? I did uh, 5,000... 897 kilograms, uh-huh. 0.2 kilograms, so that's just over 13,000 pounds. That's an elephant. That's an elephant, that's an elephant. ladies and gentlemen. So talk about the logistics about the, behind this. So um, I'm, I was personally not too aware of what the Turkish getup was yeah. before you know, researching for this. Yep. So talk about what that is and uh, the logistics of lifting it, technique, and stuff like that. Sure. So um, the Turkish getup is a very different type of exercise because it's a full body thing like you can't just work or isolate one muscle by doing this you're using your whole body so from the moment you push that bell up your whole body's in it everything your glutes calves hamstrings quads core chest everything's in it yeah the thing that people don't realize with the turkish get up is that how do i put this you have a straw imagine you have a straw in your hand Put a marble on top of the straw. What happens if I tilt the straw a little bit? Goes down. Falls off. Falls off. Mm-hmm. So if I tilt my arm just a little bit, this is going to fall. Yeah, you're going to break something. I'm going to break something. The difficult part of that is now this is classically a slow movement. Now I have to do three per minute. Wow. So not only am I working a strength aspect... I'm now working a cardio aspect and I'm also working in a mobility and balance aspect. So the speed at which I'm doing this is actually very difficult for a lot of people. The technique was the most important part, of course. You, you have to hold your technique to be able to do this. And one wrong move, you can get injured yeah. very badly. Yeah. I was I was actually uh, in, pre- in preparation for this. This separate injury but i i did get injured in april so i was actually supposed to do this in um the goal was to do it in june mm-hmm. then i got injured um but i was able to recuperate to be able to do this but i kind of thought to myself i'm like thank goodness i didn't get injured doing the get up because yeah. i feel like that would have been like if i'm doing a movement for the get up and i injure that movement then it's just it's game over but yeah, so it's it takes a long time to learn. There's multiple steps on the way up, and then you have to go all the way back down. So it's like reversing the steps. Once you're at the top, you didn't finish the rep. So like one movement that lasts 12 seconds is one rep. <laughs> so that's why it's that's why it's difficult. What did that training process look like building up to the this event? 
Um, so essentially what I did was I tried to like, I'm, I'm also a busy student like you guys. I don't have all the time in the world. So I, I kind of promised myself I would book off an hour to an hour and a half every day. Um, so Mondays were high repetitions of get up. So that's like me doing three get ups a minute with a lighter weight for like two hours or something like that. Like two hours was my max type of workout. And then essentially what I did was I broke the Turkish get up down into different movements. So like there's a point here, like at this point, you see that I'm doing kind of like a lunge. Yeah. So then I'd work legs by doing backwards lunge movements. I'd work, uh, single arm bench presses. I'd work essentially taking that exercise and all of the movements and breaking them down. Uh-huh. Uh, there was a day where I was working the antagonistic muscles, muscles that aren't being worked or aren't being worked as much for the exercise. And there was also a strength day where I was doing uh, essentially this, but with a heavier weight and like more rest. But it was a five to six day a week training session. Mm-hmm. Seventh day was just mobility and recovery and some cardio but yeah it was very much one of those you have to be dedicated to the schedule or else you'll drop off really fast because this is something that you need to maintain Mm. what about like the diet as well because we know that you're a vegan right yeah 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 uh diet was uh it was a lot of just making sure i was eating enough like that was you know like when when you when you do a lot of i mean when you look at a lot of things on like instagram or social media it's always about like weight loss and stuff like that Mm -hmm. yeah um, I gain weight quite fast, but I was burning. So like in these training sessions, I was burning upwards of like 3000 calories. Wow. So like, I remember one night <laughs> I hadn't eaten enough and I woke up at three in the morning, just ravenous. <laughs> like I gotta eat. So like, it's knowing first off, like what the ratios I needed, what macronutrients I needed, the vitamin stuff. And like, I mean, after being plant-based for a while, you kind of, start learning what's good for you. You learn the ratios of foods, like you eat beans enough. You kind of know how many beans you need kind of thing. Um, so yeah, like, I mean, a lot of people actually, uh, a lot, I got a lot of hate for being, for being a vegan, for doing this actually. Why? Why? Yeah. Like <laughs> uh, you're an athlete. It doesn't matter what diet you eat. You're most, most of the like yeah. professional athletes, there, there's, there's some, there's a few. Yeah. 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 Well, well like, yeah, I did get a lot of hate for it. Uh, there's there are some people who told me that I, I wouldn't be able to do this on a vegan diet. Some not people enough protein. Not enough protein. Yeah, not yeah. enough protein. <laughs> well, where are you getting your protein, man? Like there was that one. There was Lentils. the yeah. <laughs> there there was that that one. That was a big one. There was also uh, the whole like you can't you can't educate people on something that's false. Like you can't like there's there's no proven facts about like it's or it's not sustainable. You're gonna burn your muscle mass and all that stuff and. You know, like I, 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 I went plant-based first as like an experiment for health, but then I started doing it more because I'm like, okay, like environmentalism, animal rights kind of thing. That's kind of where I'm at with that. And at some point you're just kind of like, well, like you can hate me as much as you want, but I'm doing something that makes me happy. Yeah. You know, like I'm doing what I want to do, but uh, yeah, like nutrition wise, I was eating maybe like five times a day, five, six times a day, like smaller meals. I, whenever I trained, I couldn't eat uh, at least three hours beforehand because then I just, it, it felt bad. Yeah. <laughs> but it was, it was crazy. Like I was doing, I was doing like a, a lot of uh, like body hacking, I guess. There's, there's the, this program that I had called Whoop okay. and it measures heart rate variability. Yeah, okay. So uh, it, it checks how my sleep is kind of thing. So every night it kind of gives me a percentage of how good my sleep was. 
and also has like a journal function so you can track behaviors that you do so one of the things that i learned was that if i eat supper uh at 6 p.m then i get a better sleep versus if i eat it at eight so i was like timing my meals now for optimal sleep i was timing when i should take uh my bigger meals when i should take my heavier meals what i liked in the morning what i didn't like mm-hmm. um and it was all being recorded so nice. yeah it's very it was a very strict yeah i can, I can imagine yeah, it's very strict are you still with it or what's the process looking like now after so after doing all this and um <laughs> well it's funny because like right after this i was telling i was telling kayla my fiance i was telling her like man like it's the next record like I gotta, I gotta yeah. find something else. And then she, she had to talk me down because I was like ready. Yeah. And she's like, she's like, Nolan, like, you got into medical school, yeah. like, just, just enjoy this a little for a little bit. So like right now, what I'm doing is I'm working on, and I'm being honest, I'm working on my weaknesses. My weakness is mobility. Mm-hmm. So I'm still doing strength training, but that's not my goal right now, and that's okay. So like my eating, I'm not eating as much as I, as I was for this, um, but I'm definitely still trying to practice, you know, being on a nutrition plan, being on a training plan type thing, and uh, still being pretty strict with it. Are you going to pursue any world records in the future, or are you going to stick with medical? Uh, this this can't be the last you're one. Gonna, <laughs> you're prob- this, is, this probably isn't going to be the last one that you see. I can, yeah. I can almost guarantee you that. I can, tell you, I can tell you that right now. This is not the last <laughs> one. <laughs> you have your eyes set on something? Well, uh, I don't know if that's actually going to happen, but originally, <laughs> this, this is really funny, actually. This wasn't the record I was going to break. This wasn't actually the one that I wanted to do. I wanted to do the 24-hour Turkish getup. So that's 24 hours of this. Yeah. Right? And um, so I was training for that. I was tra- I started training for that in uh, Mar- uh, yeah, March 2020. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I think it was November. And I was like, it was doing pretty good. It was doing pretty good. And then I, I saw somebody had broken the Guinness World Record for 24 hours. No, for for one hour, sorry. So okay. this event. Oh, okay. And I looked at the weight, and I'm like, he lifted 4,000, I think 4,500 kilos. Mm-hmm. And then I just had this crazy thought. I went to Kayla, and I was like, I went up to her. I'm like, hey, um, I'll be right back. I'm going to go to your basement and break the world record. Okay. So then I broke it by, like, I think 50 kilos. <laughs> that Like, just that day. Yeah. That yeah. Day. And I'm like, Whew. Now we got to obliterate it. Like, yeah. <laughs> if I can break it by 50 kilos, I can break it by 1,000. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's sick. So 24 hours next, hey? Maybe. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I, I got I to gotta figure it. out my priorities first. I'll break it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Hey, man. If you want to do it, I'll train you. Let's go. <laughs> we'll I'm do down. it together. Okay, all three of us, man. I'll, I'll get up. That's what I'll do. Yeah. I'll, yeah. Have a time. I'll get up. <laughs> any, any, I want to come back to this question here. Yeah. And any yeah. advice that you're going to give that, to that young person out there, older kids out there, that are struggling with mental health, that you have an outlet, what are you going to say to them? That have an outlet? Or like just trying to find their way through life, you know? Just general. Like any advice that you could give to someone, someone struggling? Yeah, of course. Um, well, like, like I said, I mean, I'm going to be repeat, repeating myself a lot here. Um, it's okay to ask for help if you need help. Mm-hmm. You can do that. There's, that's probably the strongest thing you can do. It's okay to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Because again, how are you going to get help if you can't admit that to yourself? It's okay not to know. Like, for all the pre-meds out there who don't know if you're getting into med, like, limbo is a hard place to be. Yeah. It's okay to not know 
it's okay to to not have that there what you can do is think about today think about don't worry about tomorrow tomorrow's tomorrow you problem yeah today is now you problem think about today think about now and be thankful for that be thankful for how hard it is be thankful for the fact that you're struggling be thankful for the fact that you don't know because that's what makes life beautiful the struggle the sadness the constant work that you have to put in if we didn't have to do that we wouldn't be living so go out there and live i love that on that note i think this is the perfect way to end off the podcast thank you so much for tuning in and listening if you haven't already, make sure to check out Nolan. We'll tag everything in the bio. Um, maybe even help us attempt that 24-hour challenge, right? Yeah. <laughs> we're going to do it right now. Yeah. We're gonna, we're if, gonna we get, if we get like 100 comments on this, you guys got to do it. Oh. <laughs> get us to 1,000 subscribers, we'll do it. Yeah. All right, let's go. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, we're live every Tuesday morning at 11.30 a.m. on the UMFM radio station, 101.5 FM. Subscribe. All streaming platforms, you know the deal. Next time. Peace. Take care, everybody. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That was